You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, TJ Peterson and Alex Lopez. And joining us today, a very, very special guest, uh, Mississauga Steelheads winger and Florida Panthers 2019 third round draft pick. You might know him from a very infamous tweet, Cole Schwint. Cole, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for giving us some of your time. Now, I I have to say, uh, without that tweet, I'm not sure we'd be here right now. Uh, but you did answer the call uh, raised by that tweet with a phenomenal, phenomenal season. Uh, that was unfortunately cut short, but you were rewarded with your entry-level contract with the Panthers. I just want to start uh, by congratulating you on uh, on that accomplishment. Uh, we're we're very excited. I speak <laughs> for all of us, I think, when uh, when I say we're very excited to to get you, to you. Uh, that next step. Uh, and I just wanted to ask uh, what what that process was like in this environment. How you felt being drafted uh, last summer, uh, and what uh, the the roller coaster ride that led to the contract. Just give us yeah, a little well, bit about that. Yeah, to start off, uh, reading through Twitter after I got drafted, there was a special tweet that I read. Um, and I don't, I don't think I can say what was in the tweet, but... Uh, <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> so there was a tweet by, by Jacob, and he said, uh, who the F is Cole Schwint? And uh, <laughs> I got a good chuckle about that one. Uh, I gave that a like and uh, definitely showed my parents, and I got a laugh at that too. And... Uh, no, that was that was great. That was a good start to to being a Florida Panther. <laughs> um, yeah, and the whole the whole process of uh, you know getting drafted and and obviously signing a contract now was was super nice. And you know I'm super pumped to you know finally be signed and and uh, definitely take that next step for sure. Well, we're we're very happy to have you in the Panthers organization. And uh, that 71 points in 57 games for the Steelheads. Uh, a huge step in the development from last year, obviously getting more ice time uh, and all that. Uh, just tell us a little bit about the way you see yourself as a player. Uh, stylistically, uh, obviously, you know how to move the puck. 43 assists this past season. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the year. reason why the Panthers uh, targeted you. Obviously, the they traded up to get you in that game. draft. They have a, a very yeah, analytics-friendly um, uh, draft team, uh, and they look at those player. underlying think, numbers, uh, some of those that are publicly available. Uh, and they saw that you were strong on both ends of the ice, zone, even in limited uh, ice time. Sure that, so they targeted you, know, you and you didn't trade it up before, to get you, you know, obviously. So I am curious um, because I'm somebody you know, that we're will all definitely from come Florida, to every night you know, in, in some respect. Like, and, uh, I we think that lived I'm a long time in Florida, player. but you're from Canada. What was it like coming down for dev camp and being in you know, a really, really hot environment that's not exactly the same as you know those brinks up in Ontario?
yeah, it was definitely different. Um, you know, I enjoyed every minute of it being up in Florida. Uh, you know, I got the chance to get up there twice with dev camp and then main camp as well. And, uh, you know, it was different. It was super hot. Uh, my parents were definitely, you know, sending me texts saying that they were jealous that I was in the nice weather. And, um, but it was unbelievable. Obviously, I got to spend a ton of time with the prospects here down in Florida. And, uh, you know, just getting to soak in all of it uh, was, was unbelievable. Are there any of those prospects that you think you've uh, made a good relationship with that you didn't really know too well beforehand? Yeah, I actually was yeah, curious about, you know, um, you obviously potentially the one, have the one, opportunity uh, to Owen reunite Tippett, with your uh, former Steelhead teammate Tippett in, in the and, NHL. Uh, I got What's your relationship to, with him you know, like? Spend my and first camp is there anything that you nice can tell us just, about him that we you know, might be not there know? With him. He could help me out uh, through the process. And there's, there's a ton of prospects that obviously all of them. Greg Morales is another one that uh, I'm really familiar with playing Kitchener. I played a ton against him and got to root with him uh, at main camp. So that's another one of them for sure. Um, my relationship with him was pretty good to begin with. I think it just got a lot better, uh, after the draft and after being able to spend a lot of time with him down in Florida. Um, I don't know if there's a ton of stuff. I think he's a very simple guy. Uh, you know, he's a hard worker. Um, always, he loves the sport. Um, he's always pushed me to be a better player and, uh, you definitely, you know, broaden my horizons and, and look past, uh, definitely the goals that I've set. Um, and I think that, you know, I definitely look up to him as a player, um, you know, he had a great season in the A this year. Uh, unfortunately, he got his season got cut short even before coronavirus with the with his wrist, and uh, he was he was on pace to even get called up. So um, I think that you know he's just such a great guy, and he'll be a he'll be a great player to watch growing up for sure. Yeah, I know when we were uh, talking with George Richards a couple of weeks ago, he was saying that you know obviously before the coronavirus stuff, if Tippett hadn't gotten hurt, he would have been a call up after the deadline, and probably some more moves with the big club would have been made. And uh, I know one of the big things about Tippett last year while he was still in the, still uh, with you and Mr. Saga, sorry if I didn't say that right, was that they wanted him to work on his defensive game. You as a, two, as a self-proclaimed two-way player, did you see that improvement in him? And did you guys kind of work together on that? Or just tell me more about his development on that side of the puck. Oh, yeah, for sure. He uh, definitely, you know, I got to play more of a half of a season with him in Mississauga. And uh, I think – his game definitely translated into mine. I actually took a lot of his game and put it into mine. And I think that uh, right from the start of camp, he was a different player. Um, I think that, you know, he got a lot of feedback from, you know, the big club and I uh, got to put that into his game. And uh, I know I, I was just in awe watching him play. And I had a definitely a great opportunity to just watch him play and to, to just definitely elevate his game through uh, what he needs to do. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a great player now for sure. So the next uh, the next step in uh, in your development is, of course, uh, we'll see what your decision is in terms of staying in the O or what the team's decision is of uh, keeping of pulling you up uh, to the big club eventually, uh, and eventually, hopefully, you're going to get to play for Joel Quenville and uh, with all uh, with all these Florida Panthers players. Is there anyone in particular that you're really looking forward to being able to call your teammate? Uh, yeah, I think there's a ton of them. Um you know being being a player playing for coach Joel Quenville has a really nice ring to it um I think there's a ton of them Mike Hoffman's a big one I've always looked up to him as a kid uh he's from Kitchener I get to skate with him a little bit in the summer and uh you know he used to play for my I used to love Ottawa 
back in the day. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love the Albertson Heatley Spezza era. Uh, oh, I used yeah. to watch them every night. And, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, he, he stepped into that role in Ottawa of being, you know, one of the big top players. And I definitely got to watch a ton of him watching the Senators. So he'll be a, he'll be a big player that I get to, to play with. Hopefully that'll uh, definitely make the dream come true. That'd be really cool seeing you uh, dish it over to Hoffman. Maybe a couple of power play connections there. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, couple of years down the line looking Hopefully. forward to that yeah uh so uh we're, we're we're running out of uh running out of time with you here but before we let you go uh we all saw we all see who who the f cole schwint the player is uh but we want to get to know the uh we want to get to know cole schwint the person a little bit more so just tell us a little bit about what you're doing to pass the time during this quarantine uh how you're working on your game without really being able to get to the rink and all that yeah it's it's really different um not being, you know, with the rinks open. I was saying before that this is a, this is the longest time that I've been off of skates and how uh, 10 years maybe. So, um, you know, it's definitely different. I think uh, just staying active and doing what you can at home. Obviously there's no gyms open either. So just, we got a couple weights in the gym. Uh, how are their skills the by the way? Out here and, um, you know, just trying to stay active. I think I've probably shot upwards of 10,000 pucks in the last couple of days. So <laughs> it's crazy. Like that's, that's all I can do is just shoot pucks and, and you know, do a couple of workouts here and there. And, um, how, how much younger are they just if they kind are of passing the time with my brothers? Obviously I don't get to spend a ton of time Thank with you. them uh, mm-hmm. throughout the year living in a billet house. And uh, I think that right, so uh, drop, know, it's a great draft time the analysts out there. Push me to, keep a lookout you know, for the Schwint brothers. A more I mean, we already know sure. how good Cole is. So if these guys Anything, are even better, uh, man, watch out. Yeah, they're good. Uh, as good as you or uh still a yeah, little bit might, down the line no they might be better than me uh i'm definitely Ooh. taking a little bit out of their book right now so you have to keep <laughs> keep an eye out for them uh yeah they're they're both younger than me i have two of them uh one's 16 and one is uh 14 okay. thank you call <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully they'll be better than me <laughs> All right, Cole. Thank you so much for giving us uh, a little bit of your time today. Uh, we really appreciate uh, appreciate getting you on. We definitely look forward to seeing you. Uh, hopefully, over the summer, we'll get uh, Dev Camp uh, on schedule and training camp a little bit later. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Cole, thank you so much. Have a great day. Yep. Thanks again to Cole Schwint, uh, who I uh, suppose we no longer have to ask who he is uh <laughs> that was so a lot very, of fun very yeah very very fun talking to cole uh glad we could finally get a hold of him <laughs> we've been trying to since uh since he liked that tweet so uh it's nice to finally uh finally get some time with him but uh beyond that we also got some news uh some news recently about how the 2020 draft lottery uh is going to work and with that i'm going to kick it over to alex because i don't fully understand it <laughs> All right, guys, so bear with me, and if I say something that doesn't make sense, I need you and TJ to act like the audience. Ask questions, slow me down, because it's very similar to last every year, just slightly different. So here's how it's going to work. In late June, there's going to be a draft lottery. The draft lotto odds are the same as every other year since the change to the three-team uh, three lottery or three-position lottery, however you want to call it. So Detroit is going as the number one uh, have, with the number one odds. It's going to have the exact same odds they had last year. Ottawa, too, is going to have the same odds they had as they would have had last year. Where what's going, what's going to be different is that since there's, all the, there's these 
eight extra teams that are in the play-in round that haven't been determined, haven't played their way into the playoffs or not yet, there's going to be teams eight through 15 are just going to be given a generic A through H. So if, you know, the lottery happens, let's use last year's lottery as an example, where Chicago as the 13th, the team with the 13th best lotto odds jumped up to the number three overall draft pick this year. If there's going to be a team, let's just call them team X at 13. So if the lottery happens and this team X wins, they, that team X is going to be a placeholder at whatever pick, let's call it the third overall pick and the lottery will continue. So again, just using last year's results as an example, let's say Detroit wins number one, Ottawa wins number two. And then this team X that was, that was one of the eight through 15 seeds wins that that spot will be held as a placeholder. We're going to have that play in round of eight, 16 teams they're going to play the eight teams that are eliminated from that play in round, whether it's the, you know, Montreal at, you know, at, as the 12th seed, as the 24th seed or Pittsburgh as the seventh seed in the NHL, those teams are all going to have the same 12.5% odds to win that lot that pick. So that's, what that would be a second phase two lottery that would be held after the play in round. Now, if the lottery goes chalk and let's say, you know, let's just go call it Detroit, Ottawa and LA win the lottery. And that's three teams that have already been eliminated. Their season's over that, you know, there is no second lottery and it's over where this gets confusing is the fact that we're literally going to have, you know, blank team, you know, an unknown team could win the number one overall pick and we're going to have to wait until after the play-in round to find out who that team is going to be. So someone make the joke. Alex Lafreniere could be on Sidney Crosby's wing in 2020. Could be on Alexander Barkov's wing. Could be on Alexander. Well, but the Panthers were already on the outside looking in. If the, if the playoffs had gone with 16 teams, the Panthers were already in the Lafreniere lottery. The I mean, this is the true, number. but here's the thing. They could get Alexi Lafreniere, and I mean this this lottery yeah, process. <laughs> this lottery process has increased their odds significantly. Yeah. Yes, it's they're still pretty long, but I mean, just think about it. If if there is a team, the outside of the you know the bottom eight or nine that gets the number one pick in the first lottery, like the Panthers are either going to have a one in eight shot of Lafreniere, or they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that's it, pretty it, cool. Like, yeah, it's pretty this is, awesome. It's actually a very favorable circumstances for all the teams that were not, that are not part of the lottery that are in this playoff series, playing series. Cause there's essentially, uh, don't quote me on the numbers, but I believe it's about a 25% chance that these generic team X's win the lottery because you're combining all of the odds from the eighth, you know, the eighth place, to, uh, eighth best odds to mm-hmm. 15th best odds. So I believe it adds up to about 25%. So there's a 25% chance of moving up in the draft. And then there's a 12 and a half percent chance of winning that compared to if the Panthers, you know, as the, I think they would have been 13th or 14th as they always are. They would have had a, about a 1.2% chance of moving up. So yes, their odds are better. So yeah, the Panthers are literally sitting in a situation where it's like, Hey, we're either in the playoffs or potentially, 
you know, have a 12.5% chance of, you know, getting a top three pick in the draft and, you know, what team doesn't want a top three pick in the draft. Yeah. And it's a good draft too. It is a great draft. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, you know, the, the stud scoring winger. There's a, that German yeah. guy is a center, right? He's a playmaking center. If I remember yeah, right. And there's Lucas Raymond also. Who is finished because and, that uh, makes I'm sense. I'm sorry. Quentin Byfield. Are we not talking about right. him? Also Raymond is Swedish, not Finnish. Um, yeah, I'm not the draft guy. Field. I, we might be two years up from Raymond. Also, I'm not completely sure no, about that. No, I think Lucas Raymond is this year. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm definitely behind on a lot my of draft people, A lot of people have Raymond pegged as the third overall pick this year. I mean, he's going to be Smart he's going to be great. Opinions I trust. He's going to be great. I mean, there's so many players in this draft that are going to be great. I mean, yeah. Lafreniere, I think he's going to win Hart trophies. Like I, I'm going to be incredible. I'm he's so going to be like, if he doesn't surpass McDavid, he's going to be the second best player in the league. Uh, for- I'm not even going to, no, don't go that far. No. He's, really? No who's who's going gonna- to be better no, than him? Who? No. McDavid. No, McDavid's generational. No, no, but I'm saying uh, if no, he doesn't I, surpass McDavid, I, know I think it's more saying. likely he that he's going to be the McDavid. first. It, it is the, not I think it's more likely that he's going to be the best player. Then he's going to be the third or no, worst best player. I, I, I see him as a as a be, as a better Taylor Hall, where he's going to put you know consistently thirty to forty goals. But I don't I don't see him on that McDavid tier. I mean, I'm not the yeah. draft guy. I don't spend the time. I totally think he's on the tier. Now McDavid just, is definitely better. Uh, I, I, I think I think he's like a he's like a tier. He's close to generational. I would say. Look, he put up numbers in Ramuski that are akin, not quite equal to, but akin to what Sidney Crosby did in Ramuski. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable the kind of numbers that he's put up. I don't think he's going to be at that Crosby McDavid level as much. And I love Alexi Lafreniere. I've been I've been talking up Lafreniere for two years, but I, I, I don't think he's going to be. I I wouldn't even put the if he's not as good as McDavid qualifier there I, I think he's more of the Jack Eichel Taylor Hall like you know a guy who's definitely oh like, he'll be better than Jack Eichel I mean and Jack Eichel's just, really damn good yeah. but I'm just saying like he's definitely not a guy like Barkov, you, you tank for Detroit yeah you tank yes, all you Detroit you, Red you, Wings fans you tank for Lafreniere absolutely but the, you yeah, know, I don't was, think we're going to see anything from Lafreniere like we saw from Jack Hughes this year and not to say Jack Hughes was like bad or anything, but like Lafreniere is right away going to be a first line player in this league. He and, he's like almost a shoe in for the Calder as it is. I mean, this is a good draft. I could see some other guys getting it, but he's come on. he is the odds. Come on, no, no. If somebody's going to take it from him, it's going to be like a twenty year old. Or you know, Henrik Borgstrom finally gets his shit together. I don't know if he would be considered a rookie, but hey. Yeah, I'm not even sure that he... I think he's borderline. But, I mean, I, as much as I love Byfield and as much as I think Byfield does go second overall, I don't think Byfield comes close to the Calder. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's Lafreniere's trophy to lose, but I'm just saying, like, He's, 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 you know, I think we're both in agreement that he's not on that McDavid tier. He's definitely someone you tank for. And like I said, yeah, Red Wings, you definitely tanked all those Red Wings fans on social media who are telling themselves, oh, no, we didn't tank. We were just naturally the, one of the worst teams in NHL history. You tanked. Oh, man. Tim Stutzel, Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti. Oh. You, you, you know, when Jacob is delayed in his responses, he's deep. Into his computer, looking at names. Yeah, and let's let's be I, real. I, fr- frankly, I'm also a huge fan of Jamie Drysdale. 
Um, I think he should be on the Panthers' radar because he's that. Eh, I mean, they would have, they would probably have to win the lottery. So. You know, they would but, have to right, get a top that's, three pick. That's the really weird thing about Jamie Drysdale. He's probably in that five to ten range, yeah. uh, and the Panthers will not be picking in the five to ten range. Yeah, no, that's that is guarantee. What I should have. I hope they don't waste a lottery pick on Jamie Drysdale. What, what, if Drysdale is still there at like 16, then yeah, but he won't be. <laughs> what I should have mentioned is that assuming the Panthers don't move up, they will, they will be slotted 8 through 15 based on points percentages of the teams remaining. So let's assume oh. Montre- Montreal loses – they're so going to be the eighth. They can get Jamie Drysdale. They're going to be number eight. Well, no, I think the Panthers are. Hold on, I will look it up. As so, as you know, you guys fill for me. They're number ten in the East, though I believe. Well, it's based on NHL, not the East. That's true. Um, so the only team in the East, I think, that was not one through eight that had a better points percentage than them was the uh, Maple Leafs. So they would be behind. The remaining teams that would have made the play-in, which would be the Rangers and would be the um, – uh, trying to think of the other teams. Like Canadians, obviously. Um, and can't remember who else it was. They are currently miss. slotted for 13th. So 13th is the worst they could pick. Now, assuming there's a bunch of ups – like let's, you know, let's say it's upset city. You know, Montreal wins. Chicago wins. The Coyotes win. The Wild win. The Panthers could move all the way up to eight if they are the worst team that loses. So the there, round. there is a situation in which I could see the Panthers taking Jamie Drysdale. Well, what happens if they the if they beat the Islanders? What would that happen to their pick then? Well, oh, then, then it just becomes normal playoff. Yeah, then they're one of the playoff yeah. teams, and it's and it's then they pick early. sixteen to thirty one. Right. Yeah, hot take. Honestly, if one of the teams one through eight, you know that that doesn't win the series, wins the lottery it's almost kind of worth it for the Panthers not to beat the Islanders. No, Continue. No, no. I agree. Look, <laughs> I, I put a lot of caveats in, but I would, I would be torn rooting for them, I guess is what I'll say. Oh, see, I wouldn't be torn rooting for them. That's, that, it would be more of a concession for me. That, okay. Like, if, if it just so happens that one of the top three picks is one of the play-in teams. I'm not saying top three, though. Panthers... I'm, saying, I'm saying one. Okay, that's fair. Number but are one, you, are you willing to give up your? So you're, what you're saying is you'd rather give up your shot at the playoffs for a twelve point five percent chance. I'm not. Of Alex I'm not quite there because it's the twelve percent, twelve point five percent chance that gets me. Because let, let's be real, there, there's definitely no better outcome for the Panthers, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, or including anything that could happen in the playoffs beyond like them actually winning the championship and then getting Lafreniere, like. Anything short of a Stanley Cup win would be worse to than getting Lafreniere to me. Considering the Honestly, circumstances, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I actually, I actually do disagree with that. Just on the grounds of like this franchise needs a series. But if we got Lafreniere, no, I look, I know, I know that means Barkov and Huberdeau are staying for the rest of their careers. We have you can't guarantee that you can't guarantee that, but you <laughs> but can also. You can also say, hey, if this team goes on a deep playoff run, mm-hmm. I mean, the issue, the only reason I give what you're saying, Korean, is not to say you're wrong, mm-hmm. but because this is going to be an isolated year where the Stanley Cup is going to be awarded in an empty stadium, like, you're not going to get that hometown boost where if like, yeah. the Panthers go on a, 
you know, let's just call yeah, it. Yeah, any, any, any sort of uh, run is also going to be tainted we by get a the weird circumstances. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, you're not going to get that, like... And also, you're not going to get bump. a parade because there's not going to be that kind of mass gathering allowed. We can have a Zoom You parade. will get a parade eventually. When it Zoom. is allowed, you will get a parade. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I look, I can see where you would say, like, hey, would you trade an out in the first round, like, win the playoff play-in series out in the first round in seven to the, let's say, the Lightning? Would you trade that for Lafreniere? Yeah, I would, but... I mean, I wouldn't trade a deep run for Lafreniere. I wouldn't do it. I, I would, I would have to, but I mean, that's not really something that I think is is going to be a realistic consideration because we're not going to know if they're, you know, that one spot would have gotten Look, them Lafreniere until later. All we know is that they're not going to get Lafreniere if they do lose, and if they win, the Islanders will. That's all you can know for sure. Well, that's how it always is for the Panthers. The team right in front of them has that huge lotto jump. I mean. So how about how about this for a more realistic and and challenging? Uh, would you rather? Would you rather you get? I'm guaranteeing you an Islander uh, a win over the Islanders in the play-in, so the Panthers will make the playoffs, or guarantee not number one, but number two or number three pick uh, with no guarantees about the Panthers' fate after they beat the Islanders. Exactly. Like, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I'm definitely not saying they're going to win. So you're, you're betting on, I believe, the winner of Panthers-Islanders plays the Lightning, right? It's it, not it's, set it's, yet. it's based on the round robin that the top four teams are oh, going to play. Shit. But, I mean, they're okay, either going to play let's the Flyers. can play. The Flyers? It's Tampa, Boston, Washington, or Philadelphia. And they all seem like bad options. One of those teams. See, I like be. the matchup against the Flyers. See, actually, that, yeah, that does make it interesting. Because then it's you're essentially you're you're essentially betting. Do you take the win against like do you lose out on a second or third overall pick for what is essentially what you can confidently say is about a twenty five percent chance of moving on to the conference second finals round of the playoffs or, to or the, no, conference quarterfinals yeah, yeah to the second round of the playoffs semifinals I got it wrong twice Jesus Christ the the, the problem I have is. As currently constructed, even without Trocek, if this team plays to its potential, they can beat anybody. I know they never well, do it, and Bobrovsky hasn't been anywhere close to his potential. I disagree. But I think they could beat any, anybody. I, I am very much a proponent of the playoffs. All you have to do is get in, and then anything can happen. I'm not putting the Panthers in they can beat anybody territory just yet. I love I mean, this team. I would obviously. say I would say there's one way that they could beat anybody, and is that's if if all of a sudden Bobrovsky and there's no yeah, reason to I, believe I this will say, happen. If, well, that's that's if what I was Barkov saying. Barkov and Bobrovsky just like go off. Yeah. Then like maybe. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like if Barkov you know can be that hundred point player he was for most of last year, and if Bobrovsky can repeat what he did against the Lightning and what he did last year's playoffs. Oh, poor Jonathan Huberto. He was robbed of a 100-point season by getting cut short. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It'll help when comes contract time. I'm actually, like, kind of upset now. <sighs> well, we're going to get some hockey. The stats yeah, I mean, it's, it's like this circumstance is actually really, like, it, it, it just it winded up really well for the way that the Panthers ended the season, the place that they ended up 
they were kind of in a weird spot where they weren't going to have very good lottery odds and they probably weren't going to make the playoffs. Now they have a chance to play in and they potentially could get a really good lottery, you know, yeah. ball, you know, like a, a good, good lottery odds, let's say, if they there don't. There are things to look forward to no matter what. Yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is the Panthers lose in three and they don't really, they, you know, they still end up picking like 13th, 13th and obviously that would kind of leave a sour taste in everyone's mouth but there are sure, but this is also a good enough draft that like even at 13 you're probably getting a really good player i can yeah. probably name you 13 players that will be stars in this league out of this draft i agree and like you said the you know there are a lot of good possibilities i mean is this format perfect no i would have preferred more round I would have preferred more than two exhibition games before jumping into do or die five game series but overall like this was a very fair shake for the Panthers like yeah they're getting you know they're playing it you know they're not having to go up against the Penguins they're going up against the Islanders who were in a free fall going into the break which doesn't matter now but that's it this is a team they match up well against the styles are completely different but on paper I th- you're hard pressed to say where the Islanders really have the advantage outside of they play their system extremely well and can frustrate you defensively. Yeah, that is the thing about the Islanders, though. You do have to always work, like be aware that like none of this really makes sense until you see it work over and over again. Yep. Yep. And you do have to give credit to the coaching because it's uh, it's really turned it into uh, a well-oiled machine. Are you telling me that Barry Trotz is good at his job? Yeah, he's good. I mean, uh, I remember um, Greg Cody got skewered for saying the Panthers should fire uh, – who was that coach we don't even talk about anymore because he was so bad? Bugner. Yeah, Greg Cody put out an article that the Panthers should fire Bugner and hire Trotz, and I was one of the people like, no, you can't do that. Bugner just led him to 96 points, but – yeah, he was probably right How on that one. How dare you? What? How dare you say that come to the defense of Bob Booner? At that point, he just led the Panthers to 96 points. I don't I'm care. Sorry. I know. I, I look foolish. I look it foolish. It wasn't because of him. I know. Barkov and I'm pretty sure that was also the official point-to-point take after that season, was that Bugner did not get them to 96. Well, he didn't get them there, but he was the guy in charge. That's all. But, yeah, it was a bad take, and I, I feel shame. You should. I do. I feel shame for you. Hey, at least I was always on Team Goodbranson's trash. That's fair. Even I wasn't at one point. I mean, I wasn't until he got traded, and then I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, this makes sense. It was the um, it was the uh, it was the world cup it was the world cup of hockey that sold it for me where um, Canada put a team of just all skill and Team USA was like guys like Athanasio and whatnot and Tortorella was like we <laughs> Team be- USA literally tried to build itself to counter Team Canada and then got absolutely thrashed <laughs> boat raced and when I saw it and I was just like okay I get what the Panthers are doing guys like Goodbranson are gone the way of the dinosaur like. They don't have a place in the NHL anymore. Yeah, it just turned out what they were doing didn't work either. At Phil Kessel, can't help but thinking I should be doing something more important right now. <laughs> oh, God, that team was... <sighs> that team was so bad. Oh, Justin Abdelkader was on that team. 
Oh. It wasn't Athanasio. Ab- Abdelkader. I always get those two confused. Abdelkader. Yeah. I mean, Abdelkader. Are you been kidding me? So bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that Tortorella actually found his way back into hockey after that. Well, he's completely changed. He's completely I changed love as John a coach. Tortorella now. Columbus yeah, displays expected goals on their scoreboard now, on their Jumbotron. I love it. And yeah, Tortorella, like, actually accepts the evolution of the game and its evaluation, and I love him for that. I mean, he may still be a caveman, but he at least evolved his hockey opinions, unlike a lot of people, a.k.a. Right. Pete DeBoer, not Pete DeBoer, um, Gerard Gallant. And... Hey, everyone's quarantine going good? TJ says, yes. Jacob, how's your quarantine? Still good. Oh, I guess, yeah, technically we did last episode. I watched season one of Avatar. It's awesome. Oh, finally. Last Airbender is such a good show. So good. Uh, But yeah, watched also Community, all six seasons. Also a great show. First three seasons, much better than last three seasons, though, to be fair. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on Community one day, but... Let's wrap it up. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you again to Cole Schwint for joining us. That was a ton of fun. I think the term is who the fuck is that? Not who. No, just, just, uh, just who. I think we finally figured it out. Just who. (laughs) We now know, and we're glad we do. Thank you again to Cole. That was a lot of fun. We hope to have you on again. Can't wait to your uh, part of the squad and we can get you to uh, sign an edited version of that tweet for us. We will get NHL player Cole Schwinn on next. Yes, NHL player. Absolutely. Well, well for TJ Peterson and Jacob Langston, I'm Alex Lopez, and thank you for listening to Panther Parade, Thank guys. you for listening, and have a good Good night, quarantine. everybody. Do we want to harmonize a goodbye again? No. No? Yes. <laughs> goodbye. 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 Finn. <laughs> Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.